Thank you for indulging me, allowing me to read the long form. It was challenging, I know. But let me tell you, this has got to be one of the best chapters in the Bible. At least for me. I really love this John chapter 11. Because it has so much, it speaks so much to our human situation. It tells us that at times we can have our faith and our emotions kind of confused and fighting against each other. And it shows us that no matter how deep the challenge is to our faith, that Jesus has a plan. Jesus has, Jesus has got it under control. And that he loves us. And that we have to believe this even when there are apparently, I underline that word apparently, apparently reasons not to believe or trust in him. It really comes out in a powerful way here in this, in this chapter of John's Gospel. Who were Lazarus, Martha, and Mary? They were close friends of Jesus. They were, in fact, the closest friends that he had, as far as we know, outside that circle of 12 apostles that he had. So much so, so deep was their relationship. And we can see this underlined. When Martha and Mary send word to Jesus about their brother who's ill, they say, Master, the one you love is ill. They don't even use his name. He's the one Jesus loves. That's enough to get the message across. And the evangelist wants us to know that Jesus really loves these people in spite of what is about to happen. Because tragedy is going to strike. It's going to be pretty intense. Master, the one you love is ill. And how does Jesus reply? This illness is not to end in death, but is for the glory of God. So there's a plan. There is providence. There is love. But it isn't going to necessarily work out exactly the way we expect it. And the gospel writer, John, he says, Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus, so when he heard he was ill, he remained for two days in the place where he was. Pay attention to that word, so. He loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus, so why doesn't he run back to Bethany? That's his friend to cure him. So he remained for two days where he was. So that love of Jesus is somehow, mysteriously, providentially, connected to his not going back immediately and curing Lazarus. Now the disciples who are with Jesus are okay with this. Because if you know the context in John chapter 10, this is John chapter 11, in John chapter 10... Jesus and the disciples had to hightail it out of Jerusalem because people were trying to stone him for what he had said in one of his teachings. And so the disciples are thinking, hey, our master is very wise. He's very smart. 
Why is he so wise and smart? He's thinking just like we do. Don't go back to Judea. That's not where we want to be right now. We're safe here. And he said the illness would not end in death. So no doubt what our master is going to do is he's going to do, just like AT&T, a long-distance cure. Do it long-distance. No need to be there. Just say the word and Lazarus will be cured. No problem. Let's just sit back here and relax. And then, those several days later, let us go back to Judea. And now the disciples are shocked. What's going on? Rabbi, the Jews were just trying to stone you and you want to go back there? And he says this, Our friend Lazarus is asleep, but I'm going to awaken him. Now this seems like a lot of overkill to go all the way back to Judea just to waken up, wake up Lazarus. And Jesus clarifies what he's talking about. He's talking about death when they thought he meant ordinary sleep. So Jesus said to them clearly, Lazarus has died. Now, just try to feel, if you can, what kind of shock that is. Because he had said a few days earlier that the illness was not to end in death. And now he's saying, Lazarus has died. What a contradiction. Now, can you think of how that might pull a person's faith down? Can you think of how, what kind of temptations that might bring about? What kind of thoughts? Maybe our master isn't as powerful as we thought. Maybe his ability to cure is being lost. And if those thoughts keep going, maybe thoughts like this could come. Maybe he's not really the Messiah. Maybe he's not really the Son of God. All those kind of things could be going on in their heads. And yet, in the midst of it all, there is a plan. Hear what Jesus says. And I'm glad for you that I was not there, that you may believe. Okay, let us go to him. So what's this mean? He's putting the disciples on notice. You've got to take a stand. You've got to make a decision. I'm going back there. I'm going to do what the Father wants me to do there. Are you with me? Are you with me? Do you believe in me? I'm doing this so that you believe in me. They're being tested. They're being put right there in the crucible of decision and amazing. These disciples, sometimes we criticize them, they are amazing. They go back to Judea. Thomas says, let us go back to die with him. Okay? They were, they were ready for that. And so they go back. Now, that was a big triumph for the disciples in their faith. And then the rest of the story, it's the story of Martha and Mary. Martha and Mary and how their faith, the disciples were challenged in their faith, Martha and Mary go through a huge challenge in theirs. And we can see it. When Martha comes to Jesus, he's finally arriving. Lazarus had been dead for four days. That's, it's over, folks. Okay, in the Jewish reckoning, 
three days in the tomb and it's over. Okay? Keep that tomb shut at that point. And listen to Martha when she comes and sees Jesus. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. What's speaking there? It's speaking her hurt heart. Her hurt feelings. She had given Jesus ample notice. Master, the one you love is ill. And yet Jesus did not come back right away. And Lazarus died. It's like she's saying, Lord, if you would have been here, Lord, you should have been here. You should have been here. This is the one you loved. And he has died. But it's like her hurt heart and her hurt and her real faith are in conflict. Because then she says, but even now I know whatever you ask of God, God will give you. And so it's like we can be going in two different directions, right? Our heart can be going in one direction. Our faith can be going in another. And there's that conflict. And we see it in Martha and Mary. Your brother will rise, Jesus says. And it's kind of like she says, I know he will rise. Not now. But in the resurrection on the last day. Like, Jesus, you had your chance. I gave you, I gave you a heads up that he was ill. But now he's dead. Now it's four days. And now we're going to have to wait till the last day. Whenever that is. They are hurt. Jesus, though, wants her faith no matter what. I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, even if he dies, will believe. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? It's like you're put right there and you have to say, you have to take a decision. There is no, there's no standing on the fence with this. And there, right now, Lazarus is been rotting away in the tomb and they're feeling that pain, they're feeling that hurt and now they have to profess their belief in Jesus. And Martha, in this moment, she comes through. Yes, Lord, I've come to believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one who is coming into the world. Okay? So she takes that step but still... It's a battle. Life is never like a settled thing. It's one thing after another. And Jesus wants to go to the tomb. And it's an amazing reaction that Martha has when finally he says to take the way of the stone. You remember what she says? Lord, he's been in the tomb for four days. By now there will be a stench. She so on the one hand, she says, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, the one who's coming. And on the other hand, you say, leave the stone there. We can't handle this. And Jesus, he, he just pulls out the stops here. Do you realize this is the most dramatic miracle in the New Testament? He's four days in the tomb wrapped up in bands, stone in front of that cave. And Jesus stands there. 
And now, with all these different reactions that are going on, what does our Lord do? He opens up his own heart so that we can see his attitude towards God, his Father. And by doing that, he's trying to show us what our attitude should be. He's trying to teach Martha and Mary. And because the evangelist has preserved this in this precious gospel text, he's trying to show us what our attitude should be. So they take away the stone, and Jesus is standing there, and just listen to this prayer of our Lord, because it's a model for us. He's trying to show us how we should pray to God, even when all these things that would pull down our faith, what we're supposed to do, how we're supposed to react, what our attitude to God should be. Jesus raised his eyes, it says in the gospel. He raised his eyes. Father, I thank you for hearing me. First thing, gratitude to God. I thank you for hearing me. I know that you always hear me. Trust. Gratitude, trust. Those are the two fundamental attitudes that have to God in the most tough moments of our lives. That's what we got to... Those are like the floating debris we've got to hold on to so that we don't sink. And always believe that God has a plan. And then he says it. Lazarus, come out. Lazarus, come out. I mean, feel the power of that moment. This... The man who had been in the tomb for... This was not a near-death experience. This is well-past-death experience. Lazarus comes out to Jesus' prayer to the Father. He says, untie him and let him go. And it's like we can think of Martha and Mary. Untie them and let them go. Okay, that, that hurt, that pain. Untie them from that so that their faith can come alive again. This is what our Lord wants us to understand. That no matter how dark, bleak, or hopeless a situation may seem, God is there. He will not abandon the ones he loves. He did not abandon Lazarus, Martha, or Mary, you will never abandon us. And that's what Jesus wants us to understand. So that our gratitude and trust in the Lord, the resurrection and life, have to be like rock solid. So let's ask him today. Let's ask him, Lord, help my faith. Give me strength. Give me perseverance. Let me really experience in my own life that resurrection. And whatever difficult, challenging situation, whatever cross we have in our lives, let's truly believe, like Martha and Mary really understood after all of this, that Jesus loves us and he is with us and he is sustaining us with his grace.